In today's show, we're talking Milwaukee Bucks and their fantasy value for this upcoming season. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're going to talk Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to talk the fantasy value that they have. But before I do that, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. So let's talk Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to do the fantasy preview part first, and then we're going to do the uh, the local perspective stuff uh, later on with Kane Pittman later on today, so be ready for that to come out. Let's talk about this Bucks team, and I'm just going to give you a pre-warning. I think they're pretty boring from a fantasy perspective. I think we sort of know who everyone is going to be. There's no big breakout stars or big surprises. that They are the reigning NBA champions, and I think things are going to be pretty... Um, I don't know, pretty uh, standard for this squad would be the best way of me uh, best way of me phrasing that. Let's have a look at how their schedule looks, though. They have 55 quality games, which is a pretty pretty strong amount, well above NBA average there, which is 51. So 55 quality games is really good. They've got 14 back-to-backs. That's above average as well. Again, there's no one here who we just think is going to consistently sit out games. Giannis did have um, uh, a few knee injuries last season, so I guess that is something for us to uh, to pay attention to. And we know that Drew Holiday and uh, Chris Middleton obviously played all the way through the NBA Finals, but then also played in the Olympics. So they've had a pretty large, um, pretty large load on them Giggity. throughout this uh, this off season. So we'll see if that necessitates any extra rest for those guys in the Yahoo playoffs default, which finishes April third. There's only ten games, so that's a pretty low amount for them in my default playoffs, where you finish on March the second. Uh, sorry, March the twentieth. They um they do have ten games there as well, which actually in that setting is uh, is a pretty good number. So again, depending on when your playoffs are, don't ever just take blind advice or their playoff schedule shit. It's got to be it's got to be married into what your playoffs actually are. So if someone has a bad playoff schedule for ending one date, that doesn't mean it's bad for ending another date or ending another date. It could be really good, could be bad, could be average. So make sure again, this goes back to the number one tenet of always playing fantasy basketball: know your league. Know what your settings are. Know when your league ends. What do, do, do you have playoffs? How many teams are in your playoffs? When do the playoffs end? What are your scoring settings? How many games can you play per week? Can you change daily? Can you change weekly? How many injured spots do you have? you got to know all of these things. Otherwise, you just won't have success. That's just as simple as that. If you don't know the rules, you can't just you guess your way into this sort of shit to be successful. Maybe you can one in a million times, but you need to know. You need to know what is going on uh, across uh, across your league and across your team. Let's take a look at some pressure points that potentially can impact uh, fantasy projections for the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, there's not huge amounts, but one of the one of the ones that we need to pay attention to is the big ragu, Dante Divincenzo. He sprained his or, or tore his ligaments in his foot slash ankle uh, in the playoffs, and then was ruled out for the season. We never really got a full timetable as to when he's coming back, but all reports seem to be that he will not be ready for the start of the season, 
We don't know if that means that he comes back the 1st of November, the 1st of January, the 1st of March. We have no idea. And the reason why his injury impacts projections, well, there was a chance that he he wasn't hurt, that maybe we saw a loosening of the load on Middleton and Holiday as they recovered from their Olympic sojourn. And we saw, you know, DiVincenzo, instead of playing 28 minutes a night, which he did last season, yeah, that we see some of those numbers jump back up. He played, sorry, 27 minutes a night last year. And if he plays 30 minutes a night, then he does probably crack the top 100. But if he's not going to be healthy to start the season, they'll probably start Grayson Allen in that position. And then you'll see DiVincenzo eased back in. And then his ability to be a flyer type guy is probably eliminated. We also have to worry about Holiday and Middleton and their fatigue, which I did speak on earlier. They might be playing fewer minutes. They might have some rests. They might be rusty. They might not have been able to... They might be more injury prone. That, that is a possibility. And if they do come in and, and Budenholz is like, well, we won the title. You blokes played a lot. Just go a little bit easier. Play 31 minutes instead of 33, 34 then that drops them down from being safe third, fourth round type players to fifth or sixth type guys. And I guess, yeah, that that does lead to a level of concern. Like last season, Holiday ranked 26th, Middleton ranked 30th. I don't think we should expect that from them this year. Yeah, you push them down another half round, I would think, and that could go down uh, even further depending on how that fatigue looks. Looking at Giannis and his free throws. Giannis and Tokatomatu. Oh! That's a big pressure point. I, I think you need to go into the season assuming that he will be bad. Not, not, and it's not to say that it's going to impact what you do with Giannis. The only way that that can, the only way that that can change is for it to get better. So, but don't go in going, well, Giannis hit 16 of 18 free throws in one of those NBA Finals games. He's figured it out. You go in going, okay, I have to punt free throws, and then if he improves, well, it's even more of a great pick. I think that's how you have to look at it. But do not go in there looking at it and saying, Giannis has sorted it out. He is now a 78%, 80% free throw shooter. I don't need to punt that category. Go in expecting him to be 70% on high volume, expecting to punt that category. And if you don't, oh well, that's just a bonus. It literally doesn't hurt you. Again, because it ties back into punting. You are not trying to be bad in that category. If you are bad in the category and all of a sudden you become good in it, that doesn't mean you lose. It means you actually win more. So that's how you should be viewing Yanni and his uh, and his free throw percentage. And then the other one that really saw this guy rocket up the rankings last year, Punch Bob Shiplock. Bobby Portis was unbelievable in terms of his shooting numbers. He hit like 45% from three. Um, and that made him the 119th ranked fantasy player despite playing 119 minutes. Uh, sorry. Try again. 119th ranked fantasy player despite playing 21 minutes a night. Now, he probably could play more minutes this year, but I highly doubt that he remains that level of a three-point shooter. And if that drops off, we know three-point percentage can be a really big fantasy influencer because you drop your three-point percentage, you drop your field goal percentage, which is a category, you drop your three-pointers made usually, which is a category, and you drop your scoring, which is a category. So a fluctuation three-point percentage, and this is why Portis jumped up so much last year, is because his three-point percentage went through the roof. So more points, more threes, and more field goal percentage. Yeah, conversely, if that drops back, then you lose from three categories. And while yeah, that number of being 119th last year from Portis might get you excited, and, and the sites, to their credit, haven't ranked him very high at all, which is great because I think that ties into where he needs to be, even though there is no PJ Tucker. But that three-point percentage, if you're basing it just entirely off what he did last season um, for Portis, then I, th- I think you're going to feel... Um, not great about it would be uh, my non-technical term over there. 
Guys, if you are sweating about Bobby Portis's three-point percentage, I've got just the product for you. Sweatblock is the doctor-created, doctor-recommended antiperspirant that you put under your pits to stop that embarrassing problem of excessive sweating. Sweatblock, you might have seen it on Rachel Ray now. Me, for one, I don't know what the hell Rachel Ray is, but I know it's a program, and they tested it on firefighters, and we know they work in a bloody hot environment. So Sweatblock is going to be able to work for you. You wipe it under your arms before you go to bed, wake up the next morning, have a shower, Go off to work, go off to school, go off to fighting fires, whatever it is you need to do. And Sweatblock has you covered for up to seven days. You can also get it at Amazon. You can get it at CVS, but why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just go straight to sweatblock.com and use your promo code or use our promo code, locked on, and then you'll save 20%. Wow, who wouldn't want to save 20%? I know I would. So go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code locked on, save 20% on one of the clinic, the strongest clinical antiperspirants out there, and that is Sweatblock. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. That's why I'm introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. It's basically like a DFS version of, say, a blackjack. You're going against the dealer, but you get to see their lineup. The, the Stat Hero throws their lineup out. They say, beat this. Here it is. Balls on the table. Beat this. And you go ahead and do it. You name the stakes. Winner takes all. You have that advantage. Stat Hero shows you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. You're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it is meant to be. One-on-one. So play Stat Hero now and change the odds. And go to stathero.com slash locked on. You sign up for free. And right now you get three times back on your first play. That is a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. Okay. Let's move on to the next part of today's show, and it's breakout candidates. And it is a pretty, pretty empty situation here. I'm going to throw Jordan Wara in there. Now, on the the bench of this team, you're when everyone's healthy, we're going to have your Grayson Allen coming off the bench, George Hill coming off the bench, and then there's like a mix of your Pat Connaughton's or Shemi Ojale's or Rocket Rodney Hood. Wara was very good as a shooter last season. He was abysmal defensively. We saw in Summer League, he took on a much larger offensive load and he shot the ball. Again, he's a really good three-point shooter. He had some other efficiency issues. I'm not sure what else he does. But if he is, if, if Hood can't recapture his former form, and I don't think he can, um, Nora could easily find himself in a rotation role. If Connaughton's struggling with his shot, if Allen isn't the guy that they think, and these are all ifs, of course, don't be surprised if Nora claims a backup rotation role and goes out there and hits 1.73s in 15 minutes per game and does it at a pretty high efficiency level. The defense and lack of passing are all gigantic concerns and there's no obvious path for him to play 30 minutes. So we're not drafting him in 12 or 14 or probably even 16 team leagues, to be honest. But he's just a name to watch that you... You might be able to find in a 20-teamer. A 30-team league is going to be available. And I think there is a sneaky chance that he can get into the rotation and have somewhat of an impact this season. So don't uh, don't completely uh, don't completely rule Jordan Warrior out. But it is a little bit um a little bit sparse in terms of looking at breakout candidates on this Bucks team. Let's look at fantasy sleepers now. Again, not not a huge, not a huge amount there. Um I think Punch Bob, despite what I said before, is still a little bit of a sleeper. He's ranked 173rd 
on Yahoo. He's 100, got an ADP of 181 on Fantrax. ESPN's got him at 155. Again, he was the 119th ranked player last year. We're not expecting that, but I think he can still be like in the 130 to 150 sort of range. And having him at 180 seems ridiculous. He's a better category league player than points league guy, marginally. But I think there is some value in him, especially for 14-team leagues. DiVincenzo, while we are worried about what he's going to be like when he comes back, his ADP on Fantrax is 224. Like I, If he plays 30 minutes, he smashes that. If he plays 26 minutes, he smashes that. I wouldn't say that he's a must-draft player in 12-team leagues, but he's someone. He's much worse in points leagues, by the way. He's not someone that I'd get you know, overly excited about, but at 224, we're talking about a guy that might get undrafted in a 20-team league in that scenario. Which, or maybe maybe like a 16-team league, 18-team league. Regardless, I think it's too low. And then Nwora is unranked on ESPN, and he's at 410 on Yahoo. Again, we don't expect him to be great, but at 410, he's out of the realms of basically 30-team leagues. So you've got to scroll way down. And I would take a flyer in a 20-teamer on him. Definitely in a 30-teamer. And you have to go a fair way down those ranking lists to be able to find Jordan Wara because again, people aren't really thinking too much about Jordan Wara. And I don't really blame them for not thinking about Jordan Wara. Let's look at some fantasy bust options. Um, I think really the only one that comes to mind here is Brook Lopez. He's ranked 90th on Yahoo. Um, his ADP is actually higher than that. It's at 85. On uh, Fantrax, he's at 86. Uh, ADP of 86 on Fantrax. ESPN's got it right at about 128. He was 108th last year in 27 minutes a night. He's obviously, like all of us, one year older. So maybe he slows down a little bit more. I just don't see why we'd be taking him at 85, expecting him to be 20 spots, 25 spots better than he was last year at one year older. There's no logic in that. So if you are taking Lopez in this 85 to 90 range, I think you're going to be you're making a mistake. If you're getting him around 110, 120, Absolutely fine for a reliable big man who'll hit some threes, block some shots, do a little bit of scoring. Like that's fine at that point in the draft. But yeah, you're going 30, 40 spots higher to get him at 80. I I don't really see, I don't really see why you'd do that. It just doesn't make a uh, a ton of sense to me. Let's look at some deep league flyers. Again, these names I've mentioned already in Jordan Wara. Again, that's that deep league guy. I think Grayson Allen is worth mentioning here. Though, um, he will likely begin the season as the starter. He ranked um, 169th last year in his 25 minutes Giggity. in Memphis because he was hitting threes at a pretty good rate. He could start the season playing 30 minutes a night here. So while I think he's a nice 16-team league sort of guy, his ranking on Yahoo's 298. That's ludicrous. 219th on ESPN. That's ludicrous. He doesn't even have a Fantrax ADP. If I'm in a 14-team league, I am considering Allen. And to be honest, with a last pick in a 12-team league, especially if you're running a 14-round 12-team draft, I don't hate it because maybe it's the first, first month of the season. He might play 30 minutes a night. He might average 14 points and hit three threes. And then when DiVincenzo comes back, he moves back to a smaller role, and then we can move on from him. A lot of the times, that we, we use that last pick in a standard league as a flyer selection. We use it for an upside play. But the other way that you can use that selection is by just making the pick as almost like a waiver wire pick for the first two weeks of the season. You, you look at situations like, say, Pascal Siakam, who's going to miss the start of the year in Toronto. So is there someone up there? Look, does that give Ken Birch more value to begin the year? Are they going to start Scotty Barnes? Will you add him with your last pick and roll with it for a couple of weeks until Siakam returns? Much like this, if DiVincenzo's out, I don't mind grabbing Allen with that last pick. Seeing what happens, running with it for two weeks, and then moving on. I think that is a, uh, a legitimate decision that can be made. 
with uh, some okay uh, values at the end of it. But I'll tell you where the real value lies. That is at rockauto.com. If you need parts for your car, why would you bother? Why would you waste your time going in to a local chain auto parts store? That is just not good use of your time. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers online for the last 20 years. Why would you spend 30, 50, 70, 69, 100% more on the same parts when you can just get them from the comfort of your own home on your computer at RockAuto.com? They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. So go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all of the parts available for your car or truck. And in there, how did you hear about us, Box? Right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Okie dokie. Now, with this Bucks team, when we get to this section of the podcast where I look about the rest, there's not much there. With the Bucks team, none of these guys have been sleepers or busts or anything. So we've got a bunch of good players to talk about. Let's start by talking about the finals MVP. Giannis and Giannis is ranked two on Yahoo. He's ranked two on ESPN. He's got an ADP of four on Fantrax. Last season, if you go by ranks and category ranks, he was the 11th ranked player. Do This is why ranking numbers and ranking lists are, unless you understand what you're looking at, unless you understand how to use the numbers, they are really misleading. Josh, can you give me ranks? Yes and no, right? Because you look at that and go, well, Giannis was 11th. Why would I take him inside the top 10? Because you know what you're doing. That is why you would take him inside the top 10. To me, Giannis, there is no situation in which he should get outside the top five. And for points leagues, this is obvious, right? Points leagues, he was number three last year. He averaged almost 54 fantasy points per game. He's a top three player, top two player. It's Jokic, Giannis, and Doncic. Yeah, your top three points leagues, guys. Take him in whatever order you want. Right, that's no question. The good thing I'm seeing here that Yahoo's ranking at two, ESPN's at two. Yeah, he's got an ADP of four. But interestingly, Giannis's ADP on Yahoo is six. So people are seeing him at two and going, "No, my guys, what are you doing? This is what I don't really, I don't really understand. I just don't want to punt free throws. Why? Because you don't know how to do it. Because you're scared of punting free throws. I, I don't really understand it." To me, if you're punting free throws, Giannis is the number one player. And maybe maybe he goes easier this year. Maybe there's injury concerns. But he should, I wouldn't take him at number one, just, just to be clear. But he should not get outside the top five. He probably shouldn't get outside the top three. You could make an argument for Harden, Curry, Jokic to all go ahead of him. But that's it. To me, four is the absolute limit. Five, if I'm feeling generous. That ADP of six for Giannis... That um, yeah, that uh, that's just not gonna that's not gonna work for me. Get that garbage out of here! Top five, top four, top three. Like that's where you got to look at him. Drew Holiday, interesting one here. Again, he was much better than I thought last year. Twenty sixth ranked player. Um, his rank is forty four on Yahoo. I think that's fine. Thirty one on ESPN. I'm a little worried that maybe he drops off somewhat this season. But yeah, he's still fine there. Fantrax ADP 38. You want to take him at the middle to end of the third round, start of the fourth. That is absolutely the range for Drew Holiday. There's no problem there. Now, he is worse in a points league. He was 45th last year. You're looking at him as more of a 45 to 55 ranked player, not 35 to 40 or 30 to 40 where he where he is in category leagues. 
And the same goes for Chrissy Middleton, who last year was 30th. He's ranked 30th on Yahoo. He's 40th on ESPN. 34 on fan tracks. I think he's in that 30 to 40 range. Points leagues, I think he's in 45 to 55 range. So, yeah, I, I think they're, they're both placed in terms of ranks for category leagues especially in the right spot, both Drew and um, uh, the other guy, uh, Chris Middleton. Drew, I got, I got my, my Drew Holiday sound effect. I can't believe it took me that long to put that on. Anyway, um, and Middleton, yeah. So they're, they're third round players, maybe, maybe very, very start of the fourth round, but probably third round guys um, and drop that back a little bit in um, in points leagues. And then you've got George Hill, who, again, he's going to be the backup point guard. He's not really going to be a great fantasy guy. He was just inside the top 250 last year in 22 minutes. Probably a similar role. Pat Connaughton's role will be similar. He played 23 minutes a night last year. You can see him doing the same. And then out of these other guys, Rocket Rodney Hood, Shemi Ojale, and Thanasis Antetokounmpo, they'll all sort of play bits and pieces. Thanasis was playing like 10 minutes a night or so last year. Ojale is one of the worst fantasy players you could ever find, while Rodney Hood just looked completely washed. And I don't think that all three of those play every night. I think that Thanasis possibly does. And I think that Nwora and Hood will sort of battle out for that last rotation spot. Um, and then Ojale will jump in and out with with Thanasis. But they're not going to have really any fantasy value. The guy to watch, I guess, is just for deeper dynasties, is Sandro Mamakalashvili, who I think does have some upside fantasy value. Um, he's not going to realize it this season, of course, but he is a, a name for us to watch and just see what he can do, especially when he's playing for the Wisconsin Herd. I think there is something in him as a you know, you know, a guy that can could leap ahead of Ojale or could leap ahead of Thanasis at some point this season. They also have Georgios Kalatzakis, who honestly just should not play at all. There's Mamadi Diakiti, who I think is going to be waived. And there's Elijah Bryant, who played like one game last year. So that's the back end of their roster. It doesn't look particularly appealing. And that's what happens when you are the, uh, the NBA champs, guys. That'll do it for me today, which is, uh, yeah, that's good. We'll be back with more shows. We're going to be doing Minnesota Timberwolves season preview, fantasy preview, and a Milwaukee Bucks season preview. And then tomorrow, there is a mock draft. And yes, for everybody asking, it is a points league mock draft, a 12-team points league mock draft on Yahoo. We're doing that tomorrow. I've got the people involved in it. They're all ready to go. But if people don't show up, I'm brutal. If you're not there 10 minutes before the draft starts, you get kicked out. So be watching on Twitter at RedRock underscore Beeble if I throw out a last minute, hey, join us for this mock draft that we're going to record. I don't remember what spot I'm picking at. I think maybe at number seven in that draft, but who knows? We'll find out tomorrow. Guys, don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Ring the notification bell as well. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.